Hi, everyone. And here before we get into this week's pod, this is just a reminder to please rate, review, subscribe, follow the podcast on uh, any of your preferred uh, streaming platforms. Follow us on social media. Interact with us. We really uh, love hearing your guys' opinions and feedback, uh, and it'll help us grow to a wider audience. So with that being said, let's get into the episode. Laurels for spring. Groundbreaking. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. Voltaire? Hair. I would personally like to learn about Voltaire. Okay, Christine. Ladybird. Is that your given name? Yeah. Why is it in quote? Well, I gave it to myself. It's given to me by me. Okay. Take it away, Ladybird. You want to know how I got these scars? I I quit. I quit. <laughs> Everybody wants to party with Aretha because I'm sexy and chubby, man. I have s- such doubts. <laughs> All right, welcome everybody. Episode eight of Movie Time with Ange and Ari. We've got a special episode. Uh, our first new movie review. Uh, Mulan live action uh, was released uh, on Friday. Uh, today is Saturday, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna review. Uh, but before we get to that, um, you know, we'll start out with our our first segment. What do we watch this week, Ariana? Uh, still watching Lovecraft Country. The latest episode really turned things up a notch. Uh, still really good, and curious about to see uh, what to see what they're gonna do with the rest of the season. I can't remember the actress's first name, but she's the sister of uh, Jussie Smollett. She's amazing. So um, that's still been excellent. I also just started watching The Vow on HBO, which is that documentary series about Nexium, which is like that sex cult that was started by Keith Raniere. It didn't originally um, start off to be a sex cult. It was like one of those, I feel like those whole net, like those, um, not wholeness, wellness sort of Mm -hmm. spirituality cults that ended up being really insidious. And uh, it's really good. So I would suggest that if anyone likes sort of true crime and documentaries. And then of course, yesterday, I'm thinking of Ending Things came out on Netflix, which was directed by Charlie Kaufman, who also directed, or he didn't direct Eternal Sunshine, but he wrote Eternal Sunshine. He directed this movie. And it was just another excellent, representation of his body of work it was definitely very eternal sunshine so was it good it was amazing but what's your what's your what's your ranking um the movie i would give it probably like an 8.2 out of 10 Mm, all right you said i could watch it because i don't like horror movies but ariana said i could watch it because it's not traditional horror yeah so the book well also like the genre of the book itself is like Okay, I mean, implied by the title, it's a book about suicide. So it's not necessarily like horror in the sense of like monsters, but it is a very dark novel. And I'm glad that the director did not take it in as dark of a direction as the original um, book. I would highly suggest reading the book. It's very good, but it's also, you know, can be like triggering, I guess, if you, if you're obviously, if you don't want to read about suicide, but it was a really good movie and it was very like the music and like the it was whimsical and like that same way that eternal sunshine was but definitely more creepy 
and had if you had no idea what the plot was you could definitely be like what is going to happen so and he also had a little ramus lupin action the actor yeah, who plays ramus lupin the in the harry potter <laughs> well uh, his so voice that... is like he played a very weird character was like, he I've british never seen him yeah he was british, okay, they're all the, british. Right. which like wasn't addressed at all like he's the dad oh, so he was the british. only one oh. <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> okay but like he started talking and I was like, who is this guy? And then there's like Remus Lupin. And I was like, okay. But he played a very, it was like interesting to see him acting outside of just like a fantasy character. So mm-hmm. yeah, I would highly suggest that. And I also am excited to talk with a few of my friends about it because it's a weird movie. So that was good. Um, I watched some more lighthearted uh, uh, movies. I watched Sleepless in Seattle. One of my favorites. I'm a huge Tom Hanks guy. Honestly, it didn't hit the same as it, as I've watched in the past. Like, I think I don't like it as much as I thought I did, but it's I still enjoy it. But I used to hail it as like like one of my top two to three rom coms. But I think I might bring it down a notch. It's still great. It's still a classic, but eh. Um, and then Jersey Boys, the uh, movie adaptation. It's fine. I mean, it's not like great. I just like, I mean, I love the, the Broadway show. The music's phenomenal, but the movie was just okay. But it was on Netflix. It's an easy watch, so I put it up. Um, <laughs> I know Ariana not would have Jersey well. Boys. <laughs> I think Clint Eastwood directed that. Um, wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, all right, on to movie news. Call Me By Your Name, sequel to come out. Release date is to be determined. It's going to be set five or six years later than the, after the original. Director Luca Guadagnino. Uh, <laughs> I think you're butchering that last name. <laughs> I don't know okay. his last name. Says he feels he will need five movies to tell the full story. Okay, hold on. I haven't even seen the first one, but him saying that almost turns me off to seeing it. Well, the first movie is long. It's it's very travel porn esque. It's it's very aesthetic. fixated on the Italian landscape uh, in the eighties. It's definitely a beautiful aesthetic. But I think he's going overboard, saying that he needs five. He's no movies. James Cameron with Avatar. Yeah, I was I was like, are you trying to be <laughs> Avatar? But also, I can't watch Army. Like I, that's a huge sell, like a turning turning off point for me that mm. Army Hammer is one of the lead characters in this the lead actors but i i'm very curious to see what he is going to do with it. it's unclear if if it's based on the book like if there's a sequel book that was written uh because the original is is based on a book um so i'm not sure if he's making it up completely if he's working with the author if the author is even still alive i, I think he is um but yeah, I'm curious about this, but I have no idea when that's even. I come still need out, to watch so. the first one. I, I know we'll I need to be watch doing it. an episode on that. I yeah, think. I need to watch it pretty badly. Timothy Um, <laughs> <Chalamet>. <laughs> um Next, uh, recent John Boyega interview uh, uh, in GQ on filming Star Wars movies. He played Finn in the new Star Wars movies. This kind of hit the you know this was a popular um, trending topic this week. Uh, he addressed how he was treated differently than his white colleagues. Uh, he quote here, what I say to Disney is do not black, do not market a black character as important and then push them aside. Um, I kind of agree just from like a, just from a viewers, like a strictly a viewer's perspective. I wanted to see him take a, a larger, I think he was pretty central in one and two, or I guess I would say force awakens and last Jedi, but the third he was pushed aside. Like I wanted to see him take a bigger role in that movie because it's because I like his character and I like his interactions with um, Daily Ridley's character. Um, I would agree with that for like, for you just from a, just from a strictly 
uh, from a viewer's perspective in um, Rise of Skywalker, the last one. Obviously, there's a need for diversity in Hollywood, a need for um, people of color to have like center stage, especially in these big blockbusters. So, I mean, I mean, from just from a, you know, I, I agree with him. Um, but I mean, he did have a pretty central role in the first two. I know well, you haven't I seen even, them, so. Yeah, I've only seen the first one. And I don't think he was even only just talking about that. He was actually also addressing how like, and this is a problem that a lot of black actors have is like they have people doing their hair and makeup who have no idea what they're doing. And it's like mm -hmm. such a common thing where it's like they get completely different treatment than like the white right. colleagues. And like you like to think for like a huge movie like Disney Star production. Wars that they wouldn't be yeah. fucking that up, but they do. So I have <laughs> yeah. to read the full interview. Mm -hmm. It also kind of just plays into the Disney problem, which is their, their like sanitization of diversity, but without actually really getting into it and really doing the work that they need to do to make like to make their um, their actors of color actually succeed. So, I mean, it, it kind of plays into Mulan a little bit too, some of my thoughts I have on that, but I'm happy that he, it's hard to stand, stand up to Disney. So I'm happy that he. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's pretty vocal and that's good. I mean, Disney owning everything and being and monopolizing, obviously there's a lot of negative impacts, but there's also a part aside that it's like, there's, there's projects that you like that are gonna get at, like adequate budgets like Mandalorian. Like they're going to put like some of the Netflix stuff is good. Don't get me wrong, but it's low budget. So it's like, eh, this could be better if it had more money behind it. So like, that's the plus side, but I don't like them taking over everything either. I think they've done great things with Marvel and Star Wars. They've done good things with for two, but um, you know, they, they've got, yeah, I don't like them basically owning everything. Um, next American crime story uh, impeachment set to film soon. Uh, this is, focusing on Bill Clinton's impeachment and Beanie Feldstein, Fieldstein, um, sister of Jonah Hill as well. Uh, she's starring as uh, Monica Lewinsky. Are you going to watch yeah. this? I don't care. Yeah, I am really excited to, well, I really like Beanie Feldstein. I, think I like she's her a great too. Actress. Yeah. I also think it's something like culturally that I never really thought about, about till recently was like this whole like villainization of Monica Lewinsky. It's going to be really interesting to see her have like a voice through a character and how, um, just how this whole thing's going to play out because it was something that happened, you know, I have vague memories of it, but I'm, I'm also curious about who's playing Bill Clinton and uh, the original American crime story of OJ was pretty good. So I heard it was I'm like, definitely very good. Watch it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I might, we'll see. I'll, we'll see what you think. And then maybe I'll join in. Um, Pattinson's Batman stalled filming due to COVID. Pattinson has COVID. Sorry, Pattinson. I mean, we hope you, you know, obviously hope every, everyone's healthy, but like, what the fuck, man? Like the get, irony of you having COVID. Get in, COVID. Get, in a, get in a bubble, put the whole fucking cast and crew in a bubble for like two weeks. Nobody in, nobody out. Like learn from the NBA. Like the NBA is like in NHL are succeeding because they have this bubble thing going on and nobody's in or out they've had zero cases for the entire season like that's what they should be doing for film sets yeah but do they you know how much money that costs? i mean no it would cost a lot because they have yeah, to move I'll... but like they just have to be i know it's probably not a it's probably not a fix but like do something you know there's well it's also like uh, i mean we don't want to admit that maybe it's too soon to start filming things but maybe it's too soon since no one yeah. has a good hold i don't want to say that so. i don't want i do really i want to see this movie so i need bad, new so. stuff like i yeah, need, we need new stuff. we need content but we don't want i need show sick. content i need movie content i need everything um godfather part three edit with new ending <laughs> to be released in theaters do we care uh well i've only seen the first one I haven't seen two and I haven't seen three. 
one was very good. Um, but I heard three is like the worst out of the, all of them. So like, who cares? I don't know what the original ending is. So I can't. Yeah. I'd have, watch it. I have like less than it. I can't even explain how little I care about this. I tried watching the first Godfather when I was, I think, 15. I went oh, to some weird, young. that weird screening room that was like on transit. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, this, is for, still this is for Buffalo people only, but yeah. there is, I know exactly. Um, I it was by transit, transit and roll screens. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it was called. It was in and like no the, one was in there. The Just Pizza Plaza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was there. And I, I remember just being so bored. And I was like, I never. And I also already have an aversion towards mob movies. So like on top of that, I just am like, I don't care. But I'm like, who is asking for no this? No one's asking no. for this at all. They just need something to put out. They need money. So they're just putting something out. Yeah. Um, so maybe, I mean, I have to see the first. I have to see the second and third originals. And then maybe I'll see it. Um, Mandalorian season two being released at the end of October, 1031. I actually just started watching, rewatching this recently before this was announced. I'm excited that I did because I cannot wait for the second season. Um, Mariana's not really into it, but, uh, it's good. It's high quality. It's good storytelling, good acting. It's like everything you want in a star Wars feature pretty much. So I'm excited. Um, I, I'm not for weird weirdly I really like fantasy movies but I've never been able to get into the Star Wars universe but I have thought about watching the Mandalorian because I have heard multiple people baby say Yoda. it's very good yeah baby Yoda he's cute, cute. um uh, this is via Collider the comeback trail an action comedy starring De Niro Tommy Lee Jones Morgan Freeman and Zach Braff it follows two movie producers De Niro and Zach Braff who owe money to the mob Morgan Freeman and set up their aging star Tommy Lee Jones for an insurance scam to try and save themselves naturally they wind up getting more than they ever imagined I don't know I mean I put this in because the names the star power and I could like this I, I don't I don't know a comedy I don't know about if it was a drama with all these people, like maybe mine is Zach Braff, but like if it was like a drama with Tom, I don't think I've ever seen a movie with Tommy Lee Jones and uh, De Niro in the same movie. So I, I was like, I'm just intrigued just by that comedy. Mm, I hate these concepts of these these movies with 65 year old plus men who are like paling around and doing it's what was that other movie with Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson? No, you're thinking of like, no, those, <laughs> those movies are like, do Oh, on bucket list or whatever. Like that. No, I it hate feels those like movies. the same thing. And also Zach Braff is literally, <laughs> I just don't like Zach. Braff. I don't like him that much. I don't want to say, yeah, I have no interest in this. And I also feel like, everyone just forgot that like morgan freeman was looking up women's oh, skirts true. on set true, true. um not that i it's just like i just don't care like i don't want to see i've already said multiple times i don't need to see de niro and anything else and then my <laughs> opinion stands on that so i'll watch this for sure Great. Um, <laughs> okay and, uh, another movie happiest season i think this is via playlist uh film starring kristen stewart mackenzie davis a lesbian couple that wants to get engaged it's a rom-com it also stars allison brie who's in mad men uh, Aubrey Plaza, David Levy, who's in uh, Schitt's Creek. The film's premise seems, you know, fairly typical as the story follows a woman that is invited to meet her girlfriend's family for the first time during Christmas vacation. And while there, she plans on proposing to her partner in a fairy tale esque way. Unfortunately, she then finds out that her girlfriend's family doesn't even know she's gay and thus the entire plan and relationship is turned on its head. I think Kristen Stewart is trying to launch her steward Um, along with Pattinson. 
<laughs> but I, I could, I like this. I like the cast. Mm, I would have to see the trailer because I'm just imagining. I have a, re- a weird threshold for rom coms. Like it has to. Be, I, I almost prefer a dramedy romance instead of just a straight up. No, We're going yeah. to Christmas and something funny happens. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be that strict rom-com like, uh, you know, how to meet a guy in 10 days kind of yeah. rom-com. I don't know. I can't see it like that, but I love David Levy. I mean, Shit's Creek, he's so funny. Is David Levy... The son. The, the son with the yeah. beautiful eyebrows? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, and then I love, I like, I like Alison Brie a lot. Mackenzie Davis, don't you like Mackenzie Davis? Mackenzie Davis? I don't think I Adam know her. Driver's, Adam Driver's uh, girlfriend in What If... Oh, the tall, yes. the Amazonian. Yeah, I love yes. her. She you like is, her, I was going to say. Yeah, I like her. Okay, so that's more, okay, I'm sold now that it's Mackenzie Davis. I thought, yeah. for some reason, I thought her name was something different. I don't know why, but yeah. Yeah, but uh, that is, uh, that that concludes the movie knows. And now we're going to get on to the main event. The Mulan live action review <laughs> on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> okay, this is a spoiler review. Yeah. Uh, this is our first, like, new movie. So, disclaimers, spoiler review. If you get to this point and you don't want this movie spoiled for you, even though, I mean, it's a reiteration of a movie that's already been made, but if you don't want anything spoiled for you, skip, or I don't know, end the podcast now and go back and listen at some other point. But listen, don't skip. <laughs> listen. Uh, so, I mean, Mulan, we know, this, we know the story. Uh, a woman, it's in, you know, ancient China. They're going to war and they need a man to come. They need a man from each family to go to war and Mulan's father, Fa Mulan, um, has a, you know, has like an ailment from the last war. He really can't, he's not fit to fight. So he's Mulan, old. <laughs> he's old. Mulan takes his place in the war. She steals his armor. You know, she goes to war without him. And, you know, madness ensues because women are treated so poorly back in ancient China. She has to hide her identity, et cetera, et cetera. This movie. Um, let's get into <laughs> Let's get in the beginning. Um, I thought just in the beginning, like where there's the, the shots of her like running around in the grass and stuff, it was very beautiful. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of it was CGI and how much of it was real, but it looked very beautiful. Um, I already had a problem <laughs> on that first scene. I looked at it and I thought this movie is so high budget and it looks so cheesy. <laughs> so then the scene, so there's just like this rant. Okay, so like for some reason, all the villages and this might be like a cultural thing that i'm just not aware of like i'm sure back in china i'm sure they did their research but like all the villages are like these weird dome almost like a stadium like there's just Mm -hmm. like these stadiums next to each other and they all live inside these little domes it's very much different than like the animated film so like then they cut to the scene where they go back in time where she's like a kid like she's like maybe like eight or nine or ten and she's like running around this dome, you know, like causing wreaking havoc, you know, classic Disney. And they, she starts doing these stunts, like, mm-hmm. like jumping off the roof. She's chasing this chicken and she's like jumping off the roof and she's like hanging. And the stunts look so bad. Like you can tell yeah, she did. <laughs> you, you can tell she's like hanging from a wire. Like, I'm like, like this is Disney. Like, wh- why is this? Like, don't put some CGI into it, do some different shots. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like jumping off the roof. So, like, that's like the first scene I'm like, this movie is bad. I knew it right away. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, I knew it too. I was like, this is going to be horrible. Like, I literally wrote. So, because then in this version, it's different. So, Mulan, in the original Mulan animated, she's like this kind of clumsy. She's clumsy. She's not necessarily, she's not like, a gifted individual right like she's obviously courageous and everything mm-hmm. but like in this film mulan is like this 
they they basically centralized the movie around chi which is like you know obviously an eastern uh asian kind of um philosophy basically mm-hmm. you, basically like your energy uh and that she has like this out, like crazy chi um and she can do all these basically she can do all these crazy stunts and, and shit and she's like graceful and she's has fast reflexes because her chi is so amazing but since she's a woman she has to hide it because it could get her in trouble basically they'll, they'll think she's a witch pretty much is what mm-hmm. said. very much different from the original Mm-hmm. But like in this one, she, she's like got this crazy chi and she's gifted and she like could be in the army. So, but in the other one, it, you know, she was like very clumsy. She it took her a while to learn all the, you know, shooting the arrows and all that. What did you think of that like twist on the story? Um, it just like with everything with this movie, it felt like they were introducing things but weren't going into any detail with them. So I was like, oh, this could be interesting. And like the concept of witches, I'm really interested in uh, because that's a that's been kind of a thing historically. But I just was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was also weird because like it was unclear if she was gendered, but then it was, but it clearly nah. wasn't because when she, yeah. but they, they sort of implied that when the dad was like, no. <laughs> Hi, Joe Chi. Um, but so, so like that, so she then they cut they cut away and they're showing kind of um how the evil forces are taking over by bori khan who is like the hun it's like the hun the leader of the huns um how he's taking over and they they flash to the shot in the desert this is this this scene confused me so much they shot they they flash to this you know this this middle eastern guy walking through the desert with on the silk road with a camel and then Mm -hmm. he just gets he sees a woman in the desert and she like takes over his body so I guess there's this witch who's actually Bori Khan's eagle, who hawk I think right? hawk yes was that yeah. hawk, <laughs> who like is a witch and she can transform and she can kill people, basically like if Mulan was to be evil, right? If she had like poisoned cheese, what they called it, she would turn into the, like a witch kind of. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of what they're implying? I mean, I don't think they were implying that. I just think that she was another. Like her powers were also so different from Mulan. So I don't really know. Like there's only two people in this universe that we knew of that had a chi like that. So, and they both happen to be women. So mm-hmm. I don't really, I mean, she, she obviously was set up to be Mulan's mirror in a lot of ways, her sort of yeah. foil or things like that. But So basically the reason why this witch is with Bori Khan, the, the leader of like the Huns or whatever, uh, is because she was outcast from society because she's a witch and he basically told her like if you let me take over help me win the throne you you know I'll I'll give you a place like where you're accepted where you're you know free so she's basically helping him kill like thousands of people so she can live mm-hmm. peacefully so that's how like her role in the story so obviously um the the emperor's like okay all these people are dying from the huns we need to we need to get a war going so let's get a man from each household um and they have to, you know, they, they go to take the dad and, you know, he can't because he's old and he falls over. And, and then Mulan's like, well, I have to take his place. So, I mean, same as the original. Mm-hmm. In between that scene, like, she does the matchmaker scene, which was so mm-hmm. good in the original movie. Yeah, it was horrible in this the movie. The movie? I hate this movie so much. The only <laughs> good part of that scene was when they were, that was kind of cool, was they were showing, like, the cultural items like her getting dressed up the makeup yeah. all the little items i thought was very cool like a little bit of an insight into the tradition but the acting terrible the scene premise terrible like a spider like i just i didn't like the the chi thing like i hate i, I liked her being like 
in the original, I liked her kind of just being, I guess it was more of a comedy, so it made more sense for the original to already be like kind of bumbling. But it just, <laughs> I hated, I just hated it. Well, she had more heart in the original. She was a very yes. lovable character. And then th this, again, it's just, everything was going so fast. Like I didn't really feel the dramatic buildup of her decision to take her father's place. I feel mm -hmm. in the original, they really built that up. And I, you know, without the music, I was really missing the music. I was... They had a couple of flashes of reflection. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They had like almost like almost like a remix or take on uh, homage to reflection a couple times. That was about it. Um, so then, of course, you get to the scene where she steals her father's armor. There was a cool couple of cool scenes when he was getting the sword ready in his armor. Mm -hmm. Kind of a similar thing to the matchmaking. It just showed a lot of the cool uh, tradition uh, associated with the, like the kind of ancient Chinese culture. So she takes the armor. She goes into camp. Uh, you know, she's typical training montages. She see the difference between this is she's pretending to be shitty instead of actually being shitty. So mm -hmm. she could do all this stuff naturally, but she's she's hiding her chi as she was as she was taught because they're gonna think well one because they're gonna think she's a witch if they find out she's a girl, and you know she doesn't want to get caught. It, it, like the training, the training scenes had no heart. Like. The original scenes, like they were, they were bonding together in the original and the music. They had like Yao and Chen Po um, mm -hmm. and Ling. They had those, those uh, three and characters. Cricket. I really liked Cricket. The only characters I really liked were Cricket. He was like a little bit pudgier. Yeah, he was, he was okay. good at the arrows. Yeah. And then I obviously, her love interest, what was his Huang name? Hui. Hong, Hong, Hong Hui. Hui. Yeah. He was very handsome also. Um, but I okay. First of all, well, we're, you just glazed over the fact that I've that the emperor. Oh, the worst actor ever! Worst <laughs> actor ever! It's Jet Li. It's, it's Jet, Jet Li. He was so fucking bad. Oh my god! <laughs> his, his, I've never seen such bad acting in my enti entire life. I was gonna get back to him because like he comes there a couple times. But yeah. Well, there's I a few lines. Where I'm like, okay. <laughs> He's so bad. So, I mean, she, and I also made, the, I made a comment, like, she really wasn't doing that much to hide that she was a woman. I was like, you're telling me that no one in this entire fucking camp thinks she's a woman. Yeah. She, she looked like a, I mean, I do get, like, she kind of was androgynous, but I guess they just weren't, like, making enough of an effort to... They could have done more, I think. Can't she emphasize. just cut her hair? Like, couldn't they just, like, can't we just cut, like... I don't know. She could have cut her hair. Yeah, she definitely, to me, I was like, oh, she's a woman. <laughs> and, uh, so, and also, they, they, they replaced Mushu with the phoenix. No. That followed the CGI phoenix <laughs> was like their, it was basically like their family's kind of, I don't know, ancestor or like almost know, spirit animal type thing. And the phoenix would just show up in like these cheesy CGI shots every time she needed like an uplifting scene. And it was so bad. Um, and I wrote down, I'm like, is there going to be one scene of comic relief in this movie? There was like zero nothing mm, there were some lines that they wanted to be jokes but yeah. were so poorly acted that <laughs> like the only person who i thought had sort of acting talent was like maybe the one commander commander was, like, doing all right yeah he was I doing i actually Tong. liked the hawk woman a lot and i wish that yeah. i think Bori Khan wasn't bad yeah Bori. okay honestly i i was like 
the emperor kind of sounds like an asshole. You can go kill him. Like, Boycott kind of was portrayed sympathetically because he was like, yeah, you killed my father. (laughs) I'm going to kill you. (laughs) So he's going to kill a bunch of people and then kill... Yeah, I mean, yeah, overall, terrible writing, terrible acting for the most part. So, you know, she she goes to the training. They meet the, the Huns in a battle. She follows the i think the witch shows up or no she follows the leaders they they divert from the the main battle and she has a battle with the witch and the witch like kicks her ass and she comes back as mulan she she exposes her witch-like tendencies i guess like killing a bunch of people very easily mm-hmm. and then she also they, they kept in like the classic avalanche scene but it looked so bad it was the cgi was awful i don't know what it was but it looked so unrealistic yeah the action scenes were were yeah i was just surprised because again the budget and i just kept thinking about how like in 2001 like the lord of the rings fight scenes were so much better (laughs) because they wanted so much gratuitous flipping like yeah that's like the sum the summary of this movie is woman flips gratuitously like for no reason like like when she could have accomplished something with one flip she would have flipped three times um so she comes back and she kills a bunch of people and she does the does the avalanche and it wipes out the army and they find out she's a woman they expel they expel her from the army um just like the original she finds out where Khan's going to the, the imperial city and he leads them he leads the she leads the rest of the soldiers there they win um that's that's pretty much like the end. Am I missing like a couple key shitty um, scenes? I mean, I wrote towards the end, the emperor might be the worst actor alive. <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> he said, how did you convince my chancellor to betray me? <laughs> I said, I said like, and then I wrote my second to last, my, my basically on my last note was the most gratuitous flipping of all time. Like the last scene with her and Bori Khan, she was just flipping nonstop for just no reason. I'm like, this movie was so fucking bad. And as I started the movie, I'm like, in the beginning, I'm like, okay, this is like maybe a six out of 10. Then it's like, okay, 5.5. I'm like, it just kept going lower and lower. This movie was so fucking bad. Uh, the other, okay, so I like, yeah, I liked the scene. Well, I, had, I thought the scene that had potential was when that she first was going to fight the witch. And I liked that she was like, you're poisoning yourself by not yeah, like basically showing that you're a woman. Mm-hmm. And um, but then I, when she just goes back to battle and she whips off her helmet and like half of her armor, I'm like, and has her hair down. I'm like, no, you need to like, <laughs> you can't just like have perfectly styled hair when you're rolling in the battle and, and lose half of your armor, your father's prized armor. You're just yeah. going to rip it off. It off. Yeah. Um, I, the other scene I liked too was there was a montage where I think it was after Commander Tung noticed that like, well, it was when she was still a guy, but it was after she, well, you know, pretending to be a guy after he noticed she had like these crazy moves, um, they showed like this montage of her doing the chi like movements and him doing the chi movements. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was shot gonna well. But... Lie, I fast forwarded through a lot of this movie. Oh, through a really? lot of the scenes that were just action, I was like, I can't watch this. It was so long. Like it felt it so It was two long. hours long, uh, $200 million budget. It yeah. felt so fucking long. I was like, I was so ready for it to be. I mean, I wanted to fast forward. I wanted I wanted to turn it off halfway through. I was like, I don't really want to finish this, but I had to for the review. Um, the question I, well, I was reading a few, cause I, I was wanted to see what people were saying. Cause I'm like, this has to be panned as a horrible movie. Like people have to be saying this is horrible. And Vox and Vulture were both giving it 
bad reviews and actually like giving it some time to talk about what was bad about it. And I think in Vulture, the writer was mentioning that her love interest knew very, or it was implied that, that he knew very early. And was it implied that when he saw her without the, He's, that he knew he, then? He woke up, well, she, so every night she would like, you know, obviously like wrap her bosom to make sure she looked like a man and like, you know, she, every night and morning. So like he noticed, I think he like woke up in the middle of the night and saw something, but it wasn't very like, it wasn't very apparent that she was a girl. I don't know, because he, I thought that he was very obviously flirting with her. Oh, no, yeah, he was. <laughs> Which is beginning. always yeah. a confusing thing with, like, the original, too. It's like, are they trying to, like, make it homoerotic? Or, like, yeah. I don't know. Was, I mean, that's something that you'll have to, like, like kind of deconstruct. But, yeah, I mean, I was just like, oh, yeah, he's flirting with her regardless of, like, what yeah. he thinks. Like, if she's a like, man or a woman. Classic scene where she, like, didn't shower for a while because she was afraid mm-hmm. of, like, being naked and people seeing. And then she goes out in the middle of the night. And he shows up and then she just basically turns her back on him like the most womanly body ever even from her back of course nobody tells that's what i mean i'm just like you're telling me Um, she's you don't see that and also there for okay first of all why was this movie pg-13 oh it was i mean there was some there was some like i guess probably the the violence there wasn't even that it was so it did not need to be i was like they're not even gonna kiss like what is this (laughs) i yeah well i think i think almost disney wanted to stay with the plot of like she's like female empowerment too to not to not give it that that classic like I don't know. That's the way I saw it. Like not letting him get in the way of like her plans to be like the emperor's guard. Yeah, but she liked him, and it was also not really female empowerment. Like for me, it was like a really like they didn't really do anything to escalate this idea of feminism. Like if it's twenty to thirty years later after the original, like we have different ideas of what it is to empower a woman now, and it's like, oh yeah, only when five men like advocate on your behalf, like you're the exception. (laughs) Well, back um, well back then, it, that's what the way it was, though. No, I know, but I guess I just I was more interested in this this other woman who was the witch. I yeah. Oh yeah. I was also like, she could have killed Bori Khan wait, immediately. Wait, 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 wait! I forgot to talk about this. So, so it's the end of the scene where it's the end of the movie where um, Mulan is confronting Bori Khan, who's captured the emperor, and the yeah. witch. The witch basically leads her to Bori Khan because she kind of switches sides. So, so like uh, the witch can turn into the hawk, right? So, um, Bori Khan like shoots an arrow at at Mulan to try to kill her, <laughs> and then the witch turns into the hawk and like t- takes the arrow from Bori Khan, like you know, like sacrifices herself. Yeah, they, they just—it was so cheesy. Then Mulan just like is standing with her hands up for like five seconds, catching the CGI hawk. I yeah, I just so bad. was like, she can literally inhabit, she's a shapeshifter, she can turn into a hawk, she can inhabit the bodies of men, and you're telling me she literally can't just, like, crush Bori Khan well, she, with her bare hawk hands? Well, she like, could have, but, but he, like, she didn't want to, because he promised her that he could, like, give her a place to live and be, like, herself or whatever. I guess I just wanted a completely different movie in some ways. And I'm like, I almost thought, just do this movie about this hawk woman and make for, it really dark or something. For some reason, I thought that it being grittier like it would be good i i don't know why it I wasn't even disney, gritty though it wasn't like I, it wasn't no. gritty the way i wanted to i thought disney could be able to do it they did not do it at all um the original mulan is five times the movie that this mulan was uh out of the live action remakes that i've seen uh which is beauty and the beast which we've both seen 
Um, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. We like Beauty and the Beast, though. We like it. It's bad, but it's enjoyable. It's it's pretty. It's okay. It's, um, yeah. Aladdin, I saw and I liked a lot. Um, Lion King, eh, very average. Like if I had to rank them, it would be Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, uh, and actually Jungle Book. I did see Jungle Book. That was very good. So I put Jungle Book at the top too. Uh, and then like Mulan is a distant 99. Um, like you could probably fill in a hundred more live re- <laughs> live action remakes and it would not, it was so fucking bad. I mean, like this prompted me to ask our li- are live action Disney movie remakes just not worth it in general? For the most part, I think it's, it's mostly as a money grab. Some of them have been good. Most, I mean, they're th- their ceiling has not been like great. None of them have been great. Um, I, I mean, like I'm very intrigued at the Pinocchio with Tom Hanks now. Like, how is that going to be? <sighs> That's probably going to be horrible. I hope not. Um, I, what I mean, what do you get? There's, there was nothing redeemable about this movie. First, I I have four point nine, but I think it's worse than that. I think 4. it's 9. probably somewhere at like a four point two. I did four point one. And I thought back and I said, this could be in the threes easily. This movie. It's pretty bad. <laughs> I fucking hate this movie. I'm yeah. sorry. So yeah, if you're good, the 30 bucks, not worth Don't it. Don't spend your money even, on this. No. Even when it's free in December, do Don't not watch, watch it. it. <laughs> do never watch this movie. I would not recommend this less for you to watch. Um, but that was our first new movie review, so not necessarily great for the first new movie. But I mean, it was enjoyable to talk about. I, I finished watching this movie last night. I'm like, I need to watch. I need to talk about this right away. This so yeah, funny. I I I want to like go back and watch Jet Li. Just say like five horrible lines. His <laughs> yeah. acting was so fucking bad. Very bad. Um, I think he's he's like a real. He's gonna be like a famous like martial arts very like, star. Yeah, yeah. Like, he could probably. And they, like, they just they just like cast him in the worst possible like the emperor and the original is like this sort of meek kind of very lovable guy and they made this guy just just like i killed your father with my bare hands and it's like okay you're an <laughs> asshole like i don't i don't like you yeah the emperor was so sweet in the first one yeah um all right <laughs> all right well that's our that concludes our our review and episode of mulan the live action should we say what we're doing oh, what we're doing next we've week? got an exciting one next we've got an we've exciting got one that week's the notebook i have not seen it ariana has if I you're like... a bird i'm a bird i haven't seen <laughs> i've only seen like half of it and i haven't seen it in years so All it's right. gonna be so kind of like watching i like i like romantic movies i like rom-coms i was always but for some reason i never watched this one because i thought it would be too like cheesy for me i don't know we're gonna see uh i'm excited to watch that one i think it's gonna get some good buzz uh, and then we've got a special surprise for episode 10, which we won't say yet. But uh, so, yeah, that, that concludes this episode. Uh, remember to follow us on social media, like the podcast, rate it, you leave us a review, I don't, you know, whatever you do, follow us on Spotify. We're on like seven platforms. Um, yeah, they're in the, twi- if you go to our link tree, there's a bunch of different ways you can listen to it outside of Spotify and Apple. Yes. a bunch of different websites you can find it on all right well thanks everyone for listening to episode eight and we'll see you next week bye